Welcome to Success Stories, brought to you by SNS Activewear. I'm your host, Marshall Atkinson, and this is the podcast that focuses on what's working so you can have success too. How do you tie creative art development into more sales? On this edition of the Success Stories podcast, we'll dig into that by discussing how Jeremy Picker and his team of creative professionals have found success by going the extra mile when developing ideas for their clients. We'll break it down by examining their process and unique ability to translate someone's idea into a fully developed apparel merchandise campaign. Amber is a Colorado-based apparel design firm that brings fashion to people by creating products that people love. They serve nonprofits, churches, restaurants, corporations, and other businesses with their team of talented designers and project managers that takes a kernel of an idea from start to finish. We'll learn how they use t-shirts for everything from an entire clothing line to a merchandising campaign for promotional products. So Jeremy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Marshall. Appreciate you having me. Hey, Jeremy, are you ready to answer some questions? Yeah, man. I'm, I, I hope to uh, give some give some good answers to to the listeners, and um, it's awesome that SNS put this on, and big fans of them. So I'm excited to share with the community. What's the one thing that separates your company and crew from the other firms that create and sell T-shirts? Let's dive into that first because I think everybody can create a shirt, but what really makes you unique? Wow, that's that's a good question, Marshall. You know, without sounding conceited or stuck up, you know, everyone feels that their approach is the best way. But for us, um, we've kind of boiled it down into three things that make us unique. And this stemmed from a sales meeting with a a potential new client. And the first thing they asked me when we sat down, they're like, why are you different? And it really threw me off. You know, I, I, I never had that before and it just you know caught me off guard but you just have to make it work and so I I gave him a pretty decent answer I probably chopped it up a bit but afterwards I came and sat down and really tried to think through that like why should they use us yeah I'm sure they're getting pitched all the time so what makes us unique we kind of boiled it down to three things our unique approach our personal touch and our creative focus So the first one being our unique approach, you know, we try to approach any type of project, whether it's a full merchandise line or of one shirt for an event, we want to approach it from the fashion and retail perspective versus just the manufacturing and supply. Most people want to lead with that, but people are coming to you because you print shirts or because you produce product. You don't necessarily need to sell them on that so much as hey, how is this going to be perceived in the market? Your audience, what is going to get them to wear it more often? You know, and that comes, everything seems to be influenced from the fashion world, whether companies are fashion forward or not. A lot of the colors that you're seeing are inspired by, you know, high-end fashion. And so we want to see if this shirt was sold at the mall or in retail, where where would it be? Would it fit in with the quality of, 
design, colors, you know, decoration amongst the other brands. And so we like to just kind of put that lens on things at the beginning, just to make sure that we're helping them create the best garment that is going to have a long shelf life. You know, it doesn't know one any good if you make a cool shirt, but it, it disconnects with the audience and no one ends up wearing it. So that is kind of our focus on the unique approach. Number two, being our personal touch. Now I'm sure there's a lot of companies out there that give that personal touch, but we like to say we are boutique and we offer special attention to their project. A lot of companies that automate the process, that's great for ease, but that doesn't necessarily create value. So we want our project managers to, to hold their hand along the way, you know, not only during the project, but post and pre next project. And again, I don't need just a client. I want a relationship. And then number three, I would say our creative focus, we offer very intentional and curated design, whether it's streetwear or action sports or vintage collegiate. We want to be very specific with the vibe of the design that we're creating, but we've chosen to streamline it and offer a flat rate for the end product. It's not the customer's responsibility to figure out how you design. They could be paying for your coffee breaks if you're charging per hour. We say, hey, it's up to us to be able to communicate in a visual way what you want in the least amount of revisions possible. So we say we have everything from 150 to 450, depending on the intricacy of the design. And then from there, we we take that into the creative development. You know, we're, we're focusing on specialty inks, add-ons, retail finishing. While everyone doesn't need that, it lets those customers that just want a good partner, you know, they they build that trust. But then for those that want to elevate their merchandise and sell more, then they can get into all the cool stuff. Because all because offer puff doesn't mean it's perfect for every project. So we promote the specialty inks, but we want to make sure it's a holistic view of the garment, not just let's just use puff because we can, and that's what's trending, um, doesn't fit your vibe. So unique approach, personal touch and creative focus is what I like to think that separates us from from others out there. Yeah, so that means we're not just making the logo bigger, we're doing some more things with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, all because you can doesn't mean you should. When there's like a print that is right on the gut area, you know, I don't care how nice your abs are. No one necessarily wants the focal point being your stomach. So um, that's part of our, I always tell a client when we start working together, it's not just my opinion. It's what's the industry doing? What's the marketplace doing? And at the end of the day, it's your money. It's your brand. If you don't want to take my ideas, you know, go ahead. I might be wrong, but I could be right. So, you know, we really like to have that opinion, you know, just to make sure that the customers get more than just a t-shirt. Yeah, that's funny. You know, it reminded me of, uh, I'm sure you've gotten it where a client sends in some artwork and it's just absolutely horrible. And so my response has always been, hey, uh, can I tell you how good our art team is? (laughs) Yeah. How do you, yeah. How do you tactfully approach that? Cause you don't know if their niece or their, their son or daughter (laughs) designed it. So I always like to, so this is what I'm seeing in the marketplace that I think, you know, we could take your design and actually bring in some of these elements, you know, but hopefully we as an industry, you know, we're, we are being the experts, you know, not necessarily just calling ourselves that, but 
actually showcasing what we're seeing. One of the things I really love about Amber is your use of storyboards to get a conceptual feeling and an emotional link out and into your customer and designer's minds. It really sets the direction. So where did that come from? And tell us all about how you use that. Yeah, so I think it's evolved over time. So back in 2008, just to give you a little history, my former business partner and I, when we started Amber, we really wanted to focus on the design and the creative. He was a graphic designer by trade. He worked for a band merch company that, you know, they managed some pretty big bands. And so he was a creative director in his past life. Um, and his approach was we would just go to PacSun or Zoomies. There was another retailer that's dead now called Metro Park. And we would just go to their website. We would grab three to five images um, based upon, you know, the type of customer and what design kit is what I, I call it is going to be. And so we would say, hey, we feel like your audience would fit with this style and this vibe. And so we started off really simple. I would pull off images, throw it on a numbers document, and we would do a little sketch and then screenshot it to them. Um, You know, I think going forward, we then turned it into some proprietary software. So back in 2010, we outsourced uh, a group in India that uh, knew how to code in PHP, and we had them build us a... I would say it's a prototype that never, never went to the next step, but it works. It's functional and it's a visual survey. So instead of the customer trying to explain the style they want or the look, they tell us what they want paired with images that they like. You know, a lot of people are, oh, I'll, I'll know what I like when I see it, which is such a bad way to approach design because you're never going to get to that perfect design in my opinion, but it helps us and our designers to know that, Hey, this is, you know, the event, the camp, the merch line, but then they want this style. And cause what I think is cool, what you think is cool, Marshall, and what my designers think is cool is going to be completely different. So instead of just our tastes, we, we pair it with the marketplace from that. I think we've refined our design process Two, two to three revisions max. We start with a concept sketch and then go, and once that is kind of worked through and it's just more for placement elements, main, main components. And then if they like that, we take it to the digital phase and really make it really nice. And so by doing that, it really minimizes that back and forth instead of saying, what do you want? When they cancel our sketch or design, we then slow down and we just start asking them if then questions, yes or no questions. So, you know, it gives them the creative control, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now, but it puts them in a funnel that we want them to go in. We'll, we'll screenshot onto font, six different font types. Which font do you like since you don't like the ones we do? And obviously it's more PC than that, but they pick one. Well, we're giving them the choices. We're creating the ring. They're having this kind of a ring of what we want them to do. Kind of the idea here is beginning with the end in mind. Where are we going to? So if I can narrow down the choices, these colors, these fonts, this type of icon, I can get to where I need to go faster than if it's because most 
decision makers in business, they hire designers because they can't design themselves. Yep. And the reason we've heard, you know, I'll know it when I see it is because people kind of have a really good idea of what they like, but yeah. it's really hard to articulate. Yep. Because most we're dealing with aren't necessarily creatives that can explain that. So I think, you know, the evolution of this Back in 2013, I got sick and I had a lot of downtime. I spent hours and hours and hours on Pinterest and I really started building my own internal mood board, not for anything specific, just categories, you know, specialty inks, tie dyes, belt buckles, enamel pins, just really just being lost in Pinterest. I think by doing that for five plus years, it really helped me start to pick things out. And when someone would say, Hey, I'm a motorsport or, you know, motor company, or, you know, I'm a nonprofit for dogs. My mind always goes to my Pinterest boards of like, Oh, I remember seeing this. I think we could bring this in. And then fast forward to the present. I think an integral part of the creative journey, whether we're designing or working with customer submitted artwork is How do we help them elevate it? If they don't hire us for any of the design, that doesn't mean we still can't help them elevate that design. So we try to get involved with the creative direction, shirt colors, ink colors, you know, uh, decoration techniques. And so I think that that really that mood board is that foundation. It's that blueprint moving forward, whether it's for this season, whether it's for this event or whether it's for the customer for the whole year we can always go back to there and say, hey, this is what we agreed upon. So let's keep it in that vein unless you want to start, you know, a different style, a different look. But it it helps everyone that can't be in person, the designer, us, you know, the the remote client, we're not all in the same room. So the more visuals, the more references that we can go back to keeps everyone on the same page. Yeah. And I really love that. And the One of the things I've used throughout my career is the idea of the pertinent negative. And so the pertinent negative is all about what don't you want. So let's say we're doing a rodeo design. You know what I don't want is a cow skull. I don't (laughs) want boots and spurs or an outline made of rope. (laughs) Okay. Don't show me anything with that stuff. So if we ask that question of our client ahead of time, then our designers can guess what? They can skip right over that. And I think having a visual mood board or using Pinterest, I have a secret Pinterest board that that thing must have 4,000 things. Awesome. <laughs> and I'm always pinning and looking, looking at stuff. I like to be inspired, but I don't copy people, right? So I know you don't either, but I just want to throw that out there. What we're not doing is plagiarizing ideas. We're being inspired by the fact that they use type that was transparent, or they put a little ruby gem in the corner, or they did a triple outline around the font, or something like that. That can kickstart a great idea that you can use for your client. And I think Pinterest or your own, you know, if you're going to have somebody develop, you know, (laughs) a semi-functional website like you did, right? It's going to be able to gather these information and we can use that later to our best benefit. A hack that I've used, do it all manual. I would take, 
images off of the internet and throw them into different folders. Well, again, it's, it's speed, it's curating. Pinterest is just the best place for that. I mean, I know there's other ones that designers use that you can, you know, create your own mood boards, but Pinterest, it works on all your different devices. It's easy to access private, non-private. You can share it with clients, your designer, other people. But then I hire a virtual assistant on Fiverr that goes maybe twice a year. I, they go to my Pinterest boards and I have them pull off every image from every board into a folder system. So while I used to do that manually, I like doing that, but I, I realized that my time is better spent doing other things. So I hire them to do that kind of dirty work for me. And then from there, that's how we populate our proprietary software. So it, it used to be such a huge chore. Well, I'm like, well, I'm already getting image market research images all day, every day. How can I easily take it from Pinterest to, to our, our platform? And so that has been the best way, again, hire people that are better, faster, and well, cheaper than you sometimes. It depends on the task, but yeah, that's been a great help to to now have an internal library of images that you can easily grab. Like what you hear so far? Be sure to subscribe so you can get the latest from success stories. And now here's Meg Erber with the SNS Spotlight. Meg Erber from SNS here. So while we're on the subject of creating designs for your clients, we also want to make sure that we're choosing the right apparel for them as well. As a distributor or screen printer, you have a wide variety of apparel options available for your customers. But we also realize how overwhelming that can be. When confronted with this dilemma, oftentimes you just grab your cheap go-to option, add the logo, and call it a day. But at the end of the day, you want that logo to be worn and you want it to be seen to get the biggest return on your investment. Now, if your customer is looking for items that are on trend, but also sustainable, brand knowledge is key. Let's take a look at Adidas, super sustainable company. Their wide sustainability initiatives are impressive as they are vast. And we would be remiss if we forgot to mention the Parlay and women's empowerment initiatives as well. Adidas produced over 15 million pairs of shoes by using the waste from the ocean this year alone. And Adidas believes in empowerment of women by inspiring and enabling girls to join and stay in sports. Here at SNS Activewear, we currently carry 48 styles from Adidas that are made from recycled material. The goal is by 2024 to have 100% recycled material in all of the Adidas items we stock. We've found that consumers tend to pay more for something that aligns with sustainability, especially now with sustainability and the term lifetime brands often being used in the same sentence. Another example on how to help your customer choose the right apparel for them is to offer a good, better, best solution in the form of a custom flyer. This way, they won't be overwhelmed by all the gray in between. And by now, you probably know your customers better than they know themselves. So take this opportunity to showcase the trends, the designs, the different imprinting methods, or whatever differentiates you to the table with a few clicks in our flyer builder. And now that you've narrowed down hundreds of pieces down to three, and trust me, even three is too many to choose from, but by giving your customers the best three options in your expert and professional opinion, they will know that regardless of which one they pick, you've taken the guesswork out of it for them. 
when you're working with a customer on a project, how is it that better art sells more shirts, right? Because I, I know this absolutely to be true. And what's your starting point on that? Let's say we're having a discussion with a new client. How do you deal with that concept and getting them to understand that this is an investment to help you sell more later? Yeah, so, you know, I think graphic t- t-shirts being that focus, you know, obviously there's brands that they're, they're basics and they have a little, little, little tiny logo hit. Most people aren't going to be able to pull that off. You know, how many, how many basics do you need when you go into graphic t-shirts? Art is the first thing people see when purchasing a garment. My band merch world, I was a retail store in every city in the state or in the country. And I got to see that real time real-time data of people, which shirt do they, do they want? They're, the shirts are, let's say, for the band specifically, they're up behind you, they're on a board, you can't touch them, you can't try them on, you don't know, you know how soft it is, you're, you're instantly either attracted or not attracted to that design. So I think that is what's going to pull them in and then they can see the cool, you know, the great decoration or the soft print or the really nice uh, cut of the garment. You know, I think that a lot of our industry focuses on just getting that product made, not in the design becomes, you know, an afterthought or it's just part of what we do to print shirts when it should be the very first focus. Again, people if they're passing it on the rack, if they see it online, it has to engage with them visually. If it's not pro or, you know, I, again, it, it's all different tastes, but that is why people are going to click on that to see, okay, what style, what colors, if they don't even like the, the design, they're going to go over it. And so what I'm seeing in retail, I'm, I'm wanting, I'm looking at what is selling, you know, you can search, let's say Zoomies, PacSun, H&M, you can search by top sellers. Perfect. Go, go there. They've spent millions of dollars on trying to get that data and you can access it for free because most of the people we're creating for aren't necessarily the trendsetters. They are kind of following up the trends and supporting them. So you take what is live in retail now, see what's selling well, And then how can I bring that into my customer's design, engaging with their audience? And so that's where I tell them, I'm like, when your customer sees your shirt and a Hurley shirt in the closet, why are they going to pick yours over theirs? You know, a lot of times people don't have necessarily engagement with these big brands. They just like the style, the look, it might be popular, but let's say, you know, you're a nonprofit or, you know, you're a a food and beverage venue, they have that not only visual that they like of your shirt, they also have this emotional connection and involvement beyond that. So I see what's selling in retail and I think people can actually take advantage more so than some of the big brands because they have that direct connection with the supporter, the consumer. And again, design gets you there. And a lot of people, I think, overthink it too much. You can over-design as well. You know, I don't, I don't think I even talk about that enough, but people want to get out so much onto a design or communicate this like ethereal idea. And it's like, you don't have time for that. People are going to have two seconds to look at that shirt and they either like it or they don't. You're not going to be able to compu- 
completely communicate your mission statement and what you want them to get from a t-shirt. That's a great place for the hang tag. Put your story on the hang tag, let them read it once and then be done with it. What is going to get them to wear that shirt over and over again? Yeah. And what we're searching for here is that when we do laundry, it's the first shirt that comes out of the dryer. I'm putting it on because it's my favorite shirt. Now it's clean. There you go. <laughs> yep. Back in That's rotation. And that, yeah. And that, that goes again to the sustainability, not necessarily eco, but how can we have a longer shelf life to when we, we've all seen the videos of how much goes into making a t-shirt and the impact on the environment. Well, let's counterbalance some of that by creating a shirt that's going to have a longer shelf life, not go directly to the, the graveyard of t-shirts being the thrift store. Okay. What is the decoration technique that always sells, but really isn't quite as known, you know? So what's working best? I mean, it's just, there's just a, a normal screen print, but what else do you do with that shirt to really just kick it up and it's just a simple thing that somebody can take right now and they can sell more by doing one or two new things? Good question. I mean, I think this would be into the graphic t-shirt decorated apparel space, but for me, and I can maybe give two of these just, you know, depending on what you think. So my opinion would be applique. You know, that's how I started my career. That is what got me to really enjoy the, the, the creation and the creativity that can go into it. You know, it's very tactile. It, you, you can choose a wide, wide variety of fabrics depending on the look you're going for. If you're in motorsports or auto, you can do, you know, faux carbon fiber, faux diamond plate. If you, you know, are sports, you can do, you know, like faux football or basketball material. And then if you want this more preppy collegiate look, you can do felt or cotton twill. Like there's so many layers within that as a creative, I love because it it just layers, you know, it's not just here's my design printed on a shirt. It's what type of fabric, what type of stitching do I want on it? And also you can go multimedia with it. You can screen print something and then do a little bit of, you know, let's just say initials of an applique letter over the chest. So now you have this depth to a shirt. And not only that, I think it has a higher perceived value because, you know, even if you don't have the best taste or you're not shopping at the highest end places, when you see something that's embroidered and are applicate on versus just printing, you the consumer can already tell that that has that higher perceived value. But now there's so many people that have lasers that even if they don't do the applique in-house, you can find someone that can cut fabric. You know, even if you have to send it to them, you can cut letters or, you know, I know there's other companies out there that you can buy pre-made appliques, you know, there's limits to that. But if you don't have the supply chain, then, you know, they're a great source. You can heat press them on. I'm always a fan of stitching them on. But um, really, you can use so many different elements when it comes to applique. And to the fall and winter months, uh, a, a one color felt applique with just their name and arch letters is going to be one of their most popular items. I know it is for many of my customers. Again, if you're retailing these, that is great, especially if you have a, a brick and mortar, because as people are going by, they see that they can touch it and it really creates this uniqueness to it. I know Abercrombie and Hollister used to do some crazy market research and all they did is take what has been made from the past, 
washed, torn up, tattered, and how do we replicate that? And and I think what we're going for here is just the patina of my favorite. It's, it, it looks like I've had this thing for years, even though I just bought it two weeks ago. Yeah. And that's, that's great for on the vintage kind of worn inside, but then you have your athletic sporty, all the football, basketball jerseys, baseball, they're all done with ap- applique with tackle twill, you know, zigzag stitches. So it really, there's, you can have a, a great applique look with any style that you're going for streetwear, action sports. Th- that's the nice thing about utilizing specialty stitches. Great, great. Well, thanks, Jeremy. Uh, I really appreciate this fun look at design for apparel and how it translates into sales. So for anyone that wants to get in touch with you or learn more about how Amber can help them on their next creative campaign, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Yeah, so I'm most active on LinkedIn. I, I try to I try to post on most channels, but LinkedIn's just a great spot to you know, to share my philosophy on our industry. You know, I, I focus on design, creative development, merchandise curation, and and also I bring in marketing stuff in there and social media. How can you utilize those platforms to expand your brand? Uh, second would be Twitter. I'm at JW Picker. Twitter has been my fun, engaging place for people in our industry. You know, we we're involved in a couple communities together, uh, Marshall. And I think it's just, if you need some fresh ideas, if you feel stuck, you have to get out of your box and talk amongst your peers. You know, I used to be very, you know, this is my information. I don't want to share it. You know, I don't, it was all competitor competitor. And with maturity, I've discovered that I can only do so much. I can only have so many clients. My life philosophy is I want to help people make the best merch possible. And if I help my peers slash competitors, whatever they are, make a better shirt for their customer, then I have this fulfillment because, you know, we're saving bad shirts from the graveyard of uh, the trash can. I love it. And I know personally that the more that you share online, the more opportunities open up. And the more you give away, the more it comes back. And so if you're close to the vest and I'm white knuckling, got a death grip on stuff and I'm not (laughs) going to give you that information, you don't have any opportunities coming your way. Yep. Yep. You have to open up to receive, right? Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. And you, I mean, you do that greater than anyone in our industry. You are everywhere. You know, you, you can tell your craftsmen like that. You, You put tons of tons of time just to help people. Again, a lot of the times, yes, you'll get business from it. And I I asked this Kirby Hussman, you know, why do you do this? And it's like, you have other better things to do with your time than just giving out free content, but that's who you are. And I think that's what, why you're here today. You know, people want you because you are there helping not only just in the apparel world, but promo world. And so thank you for setting the bar high. Cause like, sometimes I'll be like, I haven't posted for two days and here's Marshall posting twice a day, you know, and it, it keeps me on my toes. So thank you for that. Well, th- hey, you're welcome. And uh, I use apps. I, that's not really me posting. <laughs> I, well, but you're creating the content, goes, right? Yeah. It's you're creating well, fresh I have content. A, uh, I have a rule. It's about 80-20. So I create 20% of the content. And the other 80% is stuff that I like. And, Love it. Uh, 
Because if you're always me, 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 you're that guy at the party that's always talking about themselves and nobody wants to hear that, man. I hear that. <laughs> so like, <laughs> Unless you're on a podcast where you are coming on to talk about yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it, this is my platform here, right? But mm-hmm. but guess what? I'm highlighting you. I'm, li- yeah, I'm asking that. questions to you. Right? Thank so. you so much. All right, Jeremy. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Yeah. If anyone ever wants to ask me any questions, hit me up, DM me. I love talking t-shirts. Awesome. Thanks. Well, that's our show today. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the latest success stories episodes. Have any suggestions for future guests or topics? Send them my way at marshall and marshallatkinson.com. And we'll see you next time.